Thank you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, June 9th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Happy to have you back with us. Show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Yesterday, you didn't hear us. You heard Dylan Bishop and uh, former WRNR Avery Newport uh, as they took the reins for the day while we were out on the links. And uh, an interesting day on the links. It was a fun day. I enjoyed our time out at... Crest Creek for the Martinsburg Bulldog Football Golf Classic. I think uh, we all improved our game from last year, even though maybe the score might not show it. I think we had each individually a few shots that we are still proud of today and some funny moments here and there as well. I know one time I fell off the uh, golf cart because Spencer was a little bit too far away for my reach of trying to pick up one of the balls, but I still enjoyed my time out there. Look, well, we didn't finish last. Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah, so somebody must have been honest about their score. But, um, you know, we didn't finish last. That's true. Uh, we also did do it a little bit better, like Colin said. Uh, we didn't have any clubs break, so that was good. Well, that's because your club broke the day before. Yeah, what else is new? At the driving uh, range. But besides that, um, I think everything was was pretty good. Uh, Spencer, you know, hyped up that he was going to carry us. I never said I was going to carry you. Never, ever. And no, 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 he was no, going to no. outshoot everybody out there because, you know, he played one round of golf. And no, I, I, played know, a, I played two rounds of golf. Two rounds of golf. One day. One day of golf, yes. And I don't know if that was uh, that was a little bit more hyped up to me. I, was, I had high expectations, and those didn't live up to my expectations. But besides that... It was a good day on the course. I, I had fun. Yeah, Mike uh, Mike came out on top with $20 worth of tickets, apparently, for the door prizes. Yeah, he uh, won, I believe, I counted seven times yesterday Fix. in the raffles. No, the one that was fixed was the gentleman that got to draw two tickets, and both <laughs> times that he picked, it was him that somehow had the winning ticket. Hmm. So that sketchy. was a little, yeah, yeah. A little sketchy, but... They spelled yeah, Mike Collins seven name times. They spelled funny. my name wrong. It's okay. Glock. Got a Glock in your Rari. Once Mike won by the, like the fourth or fifth time, he started getting booed by yeah. everybody there. But also shout out Mike because he did yeah, give he me one of the one packs, of and then I traded some stuff in that pack, and I got some stuff that I would in, that I would enjoy. Yeah, and we got some cool things, including a uh, helmet that is signed by the Bulldogs that is now going to be shown off here at the office. I believe he. Thought I won a flag, unless it was Jason Barrett that won the flag right afterwards. Trip comments, we want Avery back. Trip okay. does, yeah. yeah. Trip, you want to pay his salary? Though? Hire him, Trip. Yeah, hire him at the flooring company. Yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move into some news. I kind of broke this news yesterday. I was given the word about this via text yesterday uh, at around the. 10, 30, 11 a.m., but uh, former Hedgesville, or Hedgesville baseball alum and 
Charleston, University of Charleston infielder Kyle West, who's up there playing in the Green Bay. I believe he's playing for the Green Bay. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Packers? No, the Rockers. Green Bay Rockers in the Summer League up there in the Northwood Leagues, and he's having a terrific time uh, stats-wise so far. Kyle West, he uh, after his sophomore season at University of Charleston, he is entering the transfer portal this season. He had 397 with uh, 22 homers, 60 RBIs. He slugged 881. He had 47 walks to go along with that and uh, had, I believe, 20 doubles. So, uh, you know, for him, he's got Division One prowess there. Yeah, definitely a talented guy that maybe was overlooked a little bit coming out of high school. So, you know, we'll see where he ends up. Definitely uh, wish the best for Kyle West. Uh, I never saw him play when he was in high school, but... Um, you know, just every time we kind of highlight some of the guys that are playing at the next level, his name comes up and he's, you know, dominating. So I think he definitely has an opportunity to potentially make the jump to Division One, and uh, you certainly wish him the best of luck with that decision and where he ends up playing. But um, you're definitely a talented guy that probably was overlooked a little bit coming out of high school. Yeah, and we see that time and time again from. This area, it seems like the Eastern Panhandle, when it comes to Division One, doesn't always get the looks that we feel like uh, some of the athletes in this area deserve. So they have to take the route that Kyle West is taking now, and he's made it work for him, and he now has the opportunity to transfer. I agree that I think if he wants to and he gets the offers, he could be a good Division One talent. Don't know where. Maybe he stays local. Maybe there's somewhere on the East Coast that really likes him and gives him a shot and hopefully uh, if that comes to be that Marshall, he takes Marshall, that shot and Marshall. is successful. Yeah, maybe. Um, but what I was going to say was, you know, baseball is that sport too where it's so hard to predict yes. how guys are going to turn out. And you see a lot more guys at even the D3 level that end up making it to the major leagues. Uh, it's not too crazy. So, um, you know, it's a sport where you see a lot of different opportunities for guys and I think if you have the opportunity to play at the next level you should consider doing that because you never know what's going to happen when you get to college and then if you play well you can either you know transfer up or even get drafted uh so you know baseball it does have that situation where you know guys go d2 d3 and still end up in the pros Mm -hmm. so it's much more likely than you know football basketball um and I mean we see that with the Shepherd guy, so his name is escaping me right now. But Brenton Doyle. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but that didn't sound didn't sound right to me for some reason. But you know, you have Doyle who made it, and uh, Colin. You had a friend that went to Waynesburg. That yep, made he it. went and started Division Three. Uh, eventually, in his final year, went Division One, and now is pitching for the A's right now. He's currently shut down, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I believe Brenton Doyle uh, unfortunately is injured as well. Not sure what happened. He did run into the wall. Uh, he was carted off back at the end of May. Hmm. Hope everything's all right there. But, you know, so we'll see what happens with Kyle West and wish him the best of luck with his decision. Yeah. Best of luck to him. Let's get into uh, some softball here as the All-State, All-Class AAA All-State turn, or All-State team by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association released yesterday. Becca Munslow, first team. On the pitching side from Jefferson, just the sophomore. She gets the nod there. 
Um, I don't believe I'm missing anybody on the first team. Uh, on the second team, Manny Ruffner is the senior pitcher there representing Washington. Uh, Shelby Harris gets it the nod as well, the senior from Jefferson. And then um, I believe just uh, Gracie Brown and Faith Cooper and Brenna Collis from Hedgesville all receive honorable mentions. Uh, so congratulations to them as uh, it's big. And uh, got uh, saw this yesterday, or actually earlier today, from uh, Jefferson Softball. Uh, Colin, do you remember who I said? I believe Shelby Harris. Taylor Presley. And Taylor Presley. Yes. They're da- they were down yesterday at the North-South All-Star Softball game. So congratulations to them for representing down there. Uh, it's kind of a big weekend, big you know, time of year. We saw the baseball one this past Sunday. Yesterday was the softball one. Tonight is boys and girls basketball. Uh, that will be at the South Charleston Community Center skills competition at 5. The girls game at 6 and the boys game will end the night at 7.30. Hedgesville alum Pot State Commit Cam Wilk will play for the boys North squad. Jefferson alum Mackenzie Breswick will play for the girls North squad. And then the football the North-South Football Classic will be tomorrow at noon at South Charleston High School. I believe it will be live-streamed by WCHS-TV. Uh, Martinsburg alum and Fairmont State commit Jameer Hunter will participate for the North, as well as Musselman's Baden Hartman. We talked about this on the show. His last, most likely his last time putting on a football uniform in his life will be tomorrow at the North-South All-Star Football Classic. That will begin at noon, and I believe it will be televised by WCHS-TV. Uh, on their and streamed on their Facebook page, uh, but you know a lot of area players representing at the All Stars, at the All Star Games in North South Classics. Yeah, I mean that's kind of to be expected around here. Uh, certainly, a lot of talented athletes and getting the opportunity to play in these All Star Games and represent the North part of the state. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing how they do and just you know a good opportunity for them to interact with some different people and, and have fun playing in these all-star games. Yeah, it's always fun to see the players uh, get to meet each other, that they can now be teammates with each other as well as instead of opponents from around the state. I remember watching last year's North-South football game and just seeing the uh, uniqueness with the helmets, how each player or some players, uh, for the most part, ask some other players for their team sticker because they want to be Team North. They don't want to just have their team's uh, sticker on their helmet. They want everybody, so it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it definitely is. I believe at the football classic, um, all players on their helmets will wear a sticker for the Fallen State Trooper. I believe I saw that yesterday on on social media uh so that's pretty a pretty cool thing that they're doing tomorrow for the fallen state trooper uh that uh, was tragically killed last week by an ambush uh but let's move on now and talk uh post 14 they're going to the morgantown tournament i believe it's the Woodbat tournament i could be totally wrong trip will probably text me if i'm wrong uh but uh it's a busy weekend because the senior team and a junior team, which basically we said was just a senior team adjacent because they're going to participate in a lot of upper-level mm-hmm. uh, tournaments this year. So the senior team, they'll start their uh, tournament tonight at 7 p.m. against the Appalachian Aces. Tomorrow they'll play the Wheeling Post 1 team 
uh, for Legion at 11.30 a.m. Then 7 p.m. it will be the nightcap. They'll play post-15 out of Parkersburg. And then Sunday, believe it's kind of like a, a round-robin tournament. They have determined who they'll be playing on Sunday, but uh, that they'll determine that after tomorrow's games. Then the uh, junior team will play tonight or this afternoon, 4.30 against Elkins post-29. Tomorrow, an interesting contest, 9 a.m., they'll play the North Berkeley Knights, uh, the other Legion team in the area. And then at 4.30, they'll play Uniontown post-51. And then once again, their Sunday game has not yet been determined. So a uh, big weekend for both teams to see what they've got against the other Legion teams in the state. Yeah, anytime you you know travel to Morgantown and get an opportunity to play um, some of the other teams in the state that certainly have talent, uh, it's gives you a good scale of what you could see later on in the postseason. So um, this is a good opportunity early in the year to get some you know, good tests in. Uh, unfortunately, they had to postpone their game earlier uh, this week against Potomac Valley. So they'll get that in later in the season. But um, you'll know, we'll see how the Hornets do down there in Morgantown. And it uh, should be you know, a good test for them and give you a better idea of how they'll compete when it comes to state tournament time if they're able to make it there. I agree. That area is very talented, and having the opportunity to get to see them potentially before if uh, Berkeley Post-14 can make it to the state tournament to get some experience against those guys, get their competitiveness uh, and see what level this team can potentially be at this year. We know they have a lot of talent, a lot of talent that we haven't got to see in a Hornets uniform yet from Hedgesville hopefully getting to play this weekend too, so hopefully it's a successful tournament. Yeah, and as I mentioned, it is the Morgantown Wood Bat Tournament, but that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kim Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll talk uh, NFL news. There's a big release yesterday uh, as it seems like the running back market just falls apart every season with guys that are in their upper 20s. Uh, plus, you're of the NFL Network now. The Broncos get a big pass rusher and surprising news for a quarterback, a rookie quarterback. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Breaks. I'm Talk Radio WRNR in With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, June 9th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. It's time to talk some NFL news. As a surprising release yesterday, we were on the golf course and we were talking about it. Uh, Dalvin Cook cut by the Vikings yesterday after a trade could not be, uh, could not be made. Uh, and he's only 27, I believe. Yeah, I think he'll be 28 by the time the season starts. But uh, either way, this was a little bit surprising that it happened now more so than it happened uh, because Cook has had his injuries over the past few seasons. Uh, you know, he's clearly had a little bit of a drop-off last year, but is still a productive running back. So I think the fact that it happened after the draft was a little strange because you would expect him to get traded maybe before the draft for a late-round pick. I think the Vikings probably thought that they were going to be able to get more for Dalvin Cook, but that uh, never really happened. And then they, at that point, just felt like it was best just to release him. So they cut Cook, and uh, it seems like it seems like he's going to the Dolphins. That seems to be the big rumor right now. So we'll see, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Dolphins need a lead running back right now. They don't really have one on their roster. I still think Dalvin Cook can be productive, but probably not be the same player he was a few years ago. He seems to be on the decline. But now Minnesota's in a situation where they're going to rely on Madison, I guess, to be their feature back. And I think he's solid, Alexander Madison, but I don't know if he's good enough to be your number one running back for a full season. We'll see. Uh, But can he still be productive? Probably, and have close to 1,000 yards and put up decent numbers, uh, but they don't really have anybody else behind them. I think they have like Ty Chandler and uh, Dwayne McBride, former UAB running back. I think those are their two guys. So we'll see how that works out, Um, but it's definitely an interesting move in terms of when it happened. I think for me it was the biggest surprise about this. Not so much that it happened, but that they did it at this point and didn't try to take, you know, a sixth or seventh round draft pick for Dalvin Cook, which at least would have got you something. Uh, opposed to nothing. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the huge thing there. And, you know, by doing so after June 4th, or excuse me, June 1st, uh, they owe him $2 million if they release him. By doing so after June 1st, the Vikings would save $9 million in cap space while taking on $5.1 million in dead money on their 2023 cap. 
obviously June, those post-June 1 cuts are obviously huge because they save some money. Uh, you know, he would have taken up $14.1 million in cap space for 2023, and he was due an extra $11 million if he spent the season with the Vikings. Those are big numbers for a guy who's, as ESPN states, aging and who has, didn't surpass, and he surpassed 1,500 touches in his career last season. So it seems like, you know, the bigger kind of question is here is running back's lifespan in the NFL. Just it doesn't like seem to be more than shorter. Doesn't seem to be more than five, six years. It's yeah. always been this way. So I don't know. It just to me feels like it's been a lot shorter. I mean, we even heard around the draft that potentially Derrick Henry, who a lot of people still think is one of the more elite running backs, could have potentially been on the trade market too. Because if you decline slightly by a few hundred yards, it seems like your days are done. I, I still think with him. I still think with Cook. That there's still a lot of explosiveness. There's still a lot of left in the tank to give to the teams, but for some reason on the team's end, it just seems like they didn't want him. They wanted to trade him, go for a younger guy, go for a guy in the draft, or go with one of the backups that they feel like can give them enough as a running back one like Madison, and we haven't really seen that for him yet because the opportunity hasn't been there yet because of Cook being there. And if Cook goes to Miami, I think it's a great fit for him. I remember, I can't remember the team, but I know there was a second one that was uh, circulating around that could potentially be looking at him as well. But if he goes to Miami, I mean, I think just playing down there with the talent that they have might be a solid thing for him because he's not going to have to be the full power on the offense. I, I know he wasn't as much. You still had Jefferson in Minnesota and that passing attack was solid. But so does Miami maybe a little bit better, depending on how healthy Tua is, so that you don't have to rely on Cook as much offensively to still probably get close to 1,000 yards, I think would be a success. Yeah. Uh, well, I think at, at this point, too, I mean, right, history tells you that most running backs are going to decline by the time they hit 30 and probably be out of the league. Uh, we've seen you know, Zeke got dropped. Uh, he doesn't have a yeah. team going after him. Leonard Fournette's out there. He doesn't have a team going after him. And those guys aren't that old. And they were top five picks in the draft. So I think um, that's the risk you run <clears throat> with running backs at this point. And you know, that's why we're not seeing, for the most part, running backs be taken in the first round unless they are a generational talent. I like B. John Robinson and probably a reach there on Gibbs, but we'll see how it works it's out. It's just kind of wild because, like you mentioned, Zeke, and, you know, you mentioned uh, Leonard Fournette. They're both 27, 28. So, yeah, they're not old, it's but just they're crazy old for the, running back. I know. It's just crazy just the running back. And, like, we talked about, you know, this is kind of an aside from this, but we, we talked about why Ronnie Brown left, uh, you know, what your idea was, the fact that he's, you know, he proved he had a great season last year and that he doesn't put the next season on the mileage on those legs. Yeah, I mean, it made sense. You know, what would Ronnie Brown really prove with another great season at Shepard? Just risk injury. And, and so while there was a lot of things you know, he could have done at Shepard and had maybe a Harlan Hill type year, you do that, you're not going to improve your draft stock that much as a Division two running back just because you win the Harlan Hill. Uh, so 
you know, made sense at the time. You know, what would you risk? The risk was greater than the reward in that case. And I think that's what you're looking at with guys like Saquon Barkley. He's not yeah. getting the big money. And it's because, well, he, he's already had an injury history. He's going to get older. Uh, he's, you know, there's a lot of risk there. So it's a position where typically teams find guys that can replace uh Productive running backs that are superstar type players, but and still be pretty productive. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of Frank Gores out there that play, you know, 15 seasons or whatever Gore played and be really good for most of those. Or even Adrian Peterson, who is good for a very long time. Usually, you're getting, you know, six, seven good years out of your running back, and then they're probably done. Uh, it's typically how it happens. Look at Le'Veon Bell's career. What happened to him after, you know, five good years or whatever it was? Chris Johnson. Gosh, so Chris Johnson. Aaron how Foster, old? Ray how Rice, old do you think Ray Chris Rice Johnson? Other reasons, but how old do you think Chris Johnson is right now? Maybe thirty-four. I was going to say thirty-one, thirty-two. He's thirty-seven. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he was drafted in like two thousand eight, so. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's just crazy to think there's a lot of players in the NFL at different positions still playing at the age of 37. But he's there's not. a few. There's but the running many. back, yeah, I know. But I'm saying like there's a good amount of players playing at the age of 37, and he's a guy that's not, and didn't have that long of a career after he had 2K yards. So it's just that whole running back position is just a position that's not meant for longevity in the NFL because of the mileage. More than just one running back to rely on, I feel like you you see a few teams do this where you can have two guys and maybe a third here and there for a third down running back situation. And even though I'm not a fan of Dallas, I, I point to them as an example with. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, even well, though Zeke how, has kind of been dropping off, but you, you need. Well, then they cut Zeke. That's how guys that, are doing it now, though. I mean, can you besides Derek like, Henry? We're talking can you about Cook right now. We're I mean, they got Madison Henry. though. He was featured a little bit, a little bit though. But for the most part, you relied on Cook. Yeah, but Dalvin Cook was that kind of generational talent where you wouldn't want him out of the backfield. There's only about three or four guys in the league. That you would say are those types. Then why why they want to trade him? Then I guess is because they're trying to get something for him. And at this point, he's on his decline. His yards per carry went down by, I believe, you know, point five yards from last year to this year. So, so make him more as the RB two. Money. You're paying them a lot of money to do that. Why do that when I can get a thousand yards out of Alexander Madison? Bingo. Get the same production for cheaper. Yeah. Right. It's the NFL's a business. That's that's really what that's it is. True. But I don't uh, know if they can get the same amount of production, yeah. I guess. Speaking of the it. business side of the NFL, we get a signing yesterday for a player that, uh, because of the business side of the NFL, was out of work uh, yesterday as veteran defensive end Frank Clark agreed to a one-year deal with the Broncos, according to multiple team sources. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter that Clark's deal could be worth up to $7.5 million, including $5.5 million base salary that is guaranteed. Clark, who turns 30 next Wednesday, was released by the Chiefs on March 1st when they were unable to find common ground to rework his contract. So you add that uh, to a team that's kind of rebuilding, but not full rebuild because they still want to compete with Sean Payton as their head coach. I think this is a good signing and, uh, you know, a guy who 
still has some stuff left in the tank, you would think, uh, could bring a lot to this team. Yeah, this is a d- decent pickup. Uh, when I think of Frank Clark, I think I thought he was better than what he was, I guess, when you look at his actual yeah. numbers. Um, hasn't really been that great since he left Seattle. So we'll see if it works out. I mean, this is a Denver team that's been kind of going in a weird direction over the years. Uh, you know, before they got Wilson, it seemed like they were going into a rebuild. Uh, you know, they got rid of Von Miller. They got rid of Bradley Chubb now this year as well. Uh, and then they went out and they got Wilson. So then they, like, completely rebuilt the defense, but the offense is still kind of built to be successful now. And now they go out and get Sean Payton. So maybe they're finally starting to figure out their identity a little bit as a team. I think Payton will have this team playing better than they were last year. Uh, but in that division where it's you know still one of the best in the league, and obviously the Chiefs are there, the Chargers are you know a really good team, the Raiders... Uh, even though they're probably the worst team in that division, are still not that bad of a team. Did so, you say they're worse than the Broncos? I think they could be this year. They could be, but right now they're not, I guess is kind I mean, of what I was about to say. I think but, they're about equal. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's still going to be tough for them to even find a playoff spot, but um, they go out and they get Frank Clark. It's a team that's... You know, kind of rotated those pass rushers out of there, and now they're getting a veteran guy that hasn't been as productive as maybe you would think with the name, I guess. Yeah, but you, you need pass rushers, and because of the division that you just listed off, I mean, you're playing Mahomes twice, you're playing Herbert twice, and now you're playing Jimmy G yeah. twice as well, and it's still the AFC period, too, so you'll have a few other teams that are pass-heavy teams, you feel like, because of the quarterbacks that they have. So I, I think if he can... Be that veteran leader for your pass rushers. Have a quality season. It works out. As you said, it's kind of been since Seattle that he hasn't really had the numbers there that you'd like to see him have. But at the same time, being with Denver with Sean Payton as the coach, you think maybe they can get something out of him, especially because you need pass rushers in this league now. Yeah, I mean, really, you look at it, pass rushers probably the second most or maybe the third most per- valued position right now? I mean, quarterback, wide receiver, pass rusher? Yeah. Corner? Yeah. I mean, unless you want to mix that around, I I think you could make the argument you could go quarterback, pass rusher, wide receiver. Whatever order you want to put it in with those four, I think is fair. I think you still put quarterback as number one, obviously. But after those three, yeah, you can mix that up in any way, shape, or form. Speaking of quarterback here, the Carolina Panthers, they have elevated rookie Bryce Young to the team's number one spot. A move coach Frank Reich said Thursday is, quote, the next step, end quote, in the top pick of this year's draft, becoming the week one starter. While Young, as planned, had gotten more reps than veteran Andy Dalton with the first team during the first two weeks of voluntary offseason workouts, Dalton was listed as a starter and began each drill with the team's first unit. Uh, before we get our takes on this, here's Bryce Young on kind of being elevated to that number one role and the praise that he or kind of the confidence he's getting from the coaching staff. Um, 
You know, I think for me, it's, it's about earning it. Um, I'm grateful to have the opportunity that I that I that I have um, to be able to come here. Um, you know, to be a part of this organization. And you know, everything that's happened before this point, you know, it's pointless. So uh, for me, um, you know, I want to do everything I can day in and day out. I still think it's a process. You know, I'm grateful to be accepted by the team like I have been. It's an amazing locker room, a great group of guys. Um, you know, it's been great to be a part of it. Um, and you know, I want to continue um, with that. I think that that's not something that you know is just you're just entitled to. And even if you know you have a certain level you know you know that it, it's all you know it's a day-by-day -day basis you know you have to keep doing that so i want to keep pushing myself uh keep leaning on my teammates keep doing everything i, I can to prove to them that you know I, i'm i'm dependable and i want to do everything i can to help the team um so you know again i'm grateful for for all the guys that have been so welcoming to me um and you know i want to repay that keep working and you know that that doesn't stop now it's, it's still a process very humble bryce young on getting that number one spot we're talking about this before the show just, you know, it, it's a guy you expect to start week one, but I don't think you necessarily go from voluntary or, you know, mandatory minicamp or whatever on. It's usually kind of, as Nick mentioned, that first, second week after that first, second uh, preseason game. Yeah, typically, uh, especially when you have a veteran in there uh, like Andy Dalton, um, I feel like the rookie quarterback doesn't get announced as a starter until later in the preseason but it makes sense from the perspective of we already drafted you number one overall you're going to be our starting quarterback why mess around and and drag this out and also we want you to get those first team reps and practice yeah. like there's no real reason to wait on a guy like Bryce Young that you invested a number one draft pick in so um, maybe if he was like the 10th pick or even a guy like Richardson who most people think needs a year of waiting it wouldn't really make sense to name him the starter right away or, uh, you know, a second-round pick like Will Levis. But in this situation where you took Bryce Young number one, you traded up to get him, like he's going to be the starter week one over Andy Dalton. So getting him those first-team reps and getting him ahead of schedule makes sense. And from a guy like Frank Reich, who was a quarterback in the NFL, uh, quarterback at the University of Maryland, obviously has had success coaching quarterbacks, it makes sense for him to name him a starter early in his career because he knows that that position needs reps with the teammates that he's going to get and needs those first-team uh, opportunities. So all this makes sense, and I think it puts a lot of trust in the guy, too, that is, like you said, a humble guy and already shows good leadership qualities uh, to lead this team at this point heading into training camp. I agree that it makes sense that because he's that number one pick that you got to do this, but at the same time, it's not what you typically see with these young guys, especially with a veteran in there. You typically hear from teams, and I'll use Washington as an example. I thought it was a little surprising when they said that Howell's going to be the starter going into the year, even though we, for the most part, expected it. But now they're going back saying that there's a quarterback competition. I felt like maybe even though... Young's the number one pick. They still say there's competition there so that he's not too comfortable. You want him to work hard and feel like he's earned that spot instead of kind of doing the given route to him. But at the same time, I think maybe it's a little bit of a confidence boost, especially because he's the number one pick. You want to say, hey, you're our starter. You're the guy. We just use this number one pick. Be the leader. Be the guy that we expect you to be from day one all the way through your career. Yeah. What's that? Colin, you get to the leaving, the leaving point today. That was a good point to make. 
Uh, and that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just appliance store any longer. Buy your Traeger grills at Orsini's online at Orsini's.com or at 360 Hack Wilson Way right here in Martinsburg. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We come back, talk NBA Finals, plus a team in the NBA Finals uh, makes a rare trade. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. That just broke. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. And the man. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. At Carter Myers Automotive, what we do today will tomorrow become what we've done. That's why Owners Just Do More no longer defines us. Our work is never done because what we live by doesn't have a finish line. We care. Our company of owners is moving lives forward every day by finding more ways to care before, during, and after your purchase. Because when you're happy, so are we. Carter Myers Automotive. Proud to be the owners who just care more. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We were good, we were cold, kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right, till we weren't, built a home and why. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Every week i got to find a way to get Nick's favorite song in the show. Yeah, I don't know if this is Friday show. What's your favorite song? I don't know. I don't really have a favorite song. It was your favorite song like two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was my favorite song like in February when we were at the uh, swimming. Oh, yeah. Was it that long ago? Yeah, that's when it was playing. Yeah, that is wild. You started jamming out to it. So, all right, I think you need to update it. Yeah, I guess so. But I haven't really been jamming to anything, so I guess you'll just right. have to wait and see. Before we talk NBA Finals, that continues tonight. We'll talk about a trade, a rare trade involving an NBA Finals participant. The Denver Nuggets are acquiring a 2024 first and second round pick and a 2023 second round pick in a deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder for a protected 
2029 first round pick. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski today, uh, just breaking here about 25 minutes ago. As the Nuggets are trying to maximize the championship window, they'll get at least the favorable of uh, Oklahoma City's first round picks in the 2024 draft, the 37th pick in the June 22nd draft, sources have told ESPN. So they'll have the 37th and 40th pick this year, and the deal gives uh, you know additional opportunities to acquire low-cost contracts and create some trade tools as the franchise navigates the luxury tax with their star-laden team built around uh, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, this is very rare to see a trade for a team in the NBA Finals. But it they're is, trying to—they're trying to keep their window open a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Did, did I hear you say 2029, or did was yes. it? They sent their 2029 protected first-round pick, which is f- six years away. I think like who do they know six years away that nobody? They, but they're just sending picks. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny to think about. Um, and those franchises like could relocate or something in the next six years. I doubt it. For all we know. Um, this is kind of a weird move for the Thunder, though, because they are a team that's rebuilding. But I guess they're trying to win now, too, in some ways. So I don't know. It's a w- weird trade. Some draft picks getting moved around. Uh, I didn't even know you could trade at this point in the season. Me neither. Sam. Because I thought after the trade deadline you couldn't trade, but I guess you can trade draft picks and not players. Um, so that was kind of weird. Did you guys hear about the guy on TikTok that – Declared for the 2023. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't play basketball. Hasn't yeah. played basketball since high school. He, like, read through the whole CBA and found a loophole that he could enter his name into the draft. And then all these teams on TikTok were saying, we'll pick you up, we'll pick yeah. you up. So he might get one of those, like, cool fan experiences, and that's about it. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. All that. Pretty cool. I should enter the loophole. Yeah, why don't we do it? Well, we're not eligible anymore. But it's like, you have to be, like, above 21... Uh, graduate in the class and something else. So, like, we could have probably entered in, like, 2020 for you and 2021. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, the NBA Finals, they continue tonight, 8.30 ABC. Nuggets at Heat. Denver favored by three and a half in this one. Uh, as we saw, the uh, the Heat took that game on Wednesday. Uh, or excuse me, no, the Nuggets took that game on Wednesday, uh, 109-94, as they take the 2-1 lead, looking to take a 3-1 lead before they head back to Denver on Monday. Uh, that could, tonight's going to be a big pivotal game to see how long the series could go, because if you tie it up, you know, you're guaranteed some more games, but if they take a 3-1 lead tonight, they could win it all on Monday. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm going to stick with my original prediction. I'll say the Heat come back and win tonight, but... Not with a ton of confidence because uh, the last game certainly looked like Denver had really continued to have their success and figured out whatever Miami adjusted to. Um, but I think that's kind of how these finals go. And most of the time in these playoff series, you know, if you make your predictions based solely on what happened in the last game, you're not going to get too many right, it seems like, because of the back and forth of the NBA. So. You know, I would expect maybe Miami to come out and make some more adjustments and win tonight, but they're not going to have Tyler Hero again, so I'm not certain if he's going to play in this finals at this point, uh, which could or could not be helpful uh, because, obviously, he's a guy that can contribute to your team, but also he hasn't played in a while, so I don't know how much 
he would help at this point anyway. Um, but it is interesting because they originally expected to have him back by now. Uh, so that plays a little bit of a factor. But I think the Heat will come back tonight and, and find a way to win it somehow, some way. Because they've been doing that really all playoffs. So I think they'll tie it up at two. But ultimately, I'm still leaning toward the Nuggets. I mean, I thought they did a lot of great things in that last game. I'm going with Denver tonight. I think they make it 3-1. I know Miami being at home, you kind of like their chances a little bit more, and you never know what to expect with them. But now it's been twice of a poor shooting night for them where they've scored under 100 points now, two out of the three games. It kind of just seems like they're kind of running out of gas a little bit on that end and that Denver's finally become too much for them to handle in this matchup, which is what you expected it to be going into this matchup with how the size matchup and everything going on between that. So I think Denver gets the job done and the Joker has another triple-double and they go up 3-1 in the series and potentially could win in five. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. Quickly, the thoughts about Chris Paul being cut by the Suns. Um... Not too surprised. He seems yeah. to be declining. Yeah. He's had his injury issues. We'll see. Maybe they bring him back for cheaper, or maybe he retires. That's also a possibility. Yeah, he is 38 years old. Just turned 38 May 6th. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be back. Wrap things up. Talk Nats and O's on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Providing reliable protection since 1877, we are Farmers and Mechanics Insurance Companies. From small beginnings and over a century later, we maintain our dedication to our policyholders to provide dependable insurance protection and excellent customer service. Protecting everything from your home to your business has never been easier. Our team is here to ensure that you, your family, and your assets are taken care of. We enjoy giving back and doing our part to keep Martinsburg a great place to be. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Friday, June 9th. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we wrap things up. About uh, three, four minutes left in the show today. Maybe five, maybe six, maybe seven, Nick. Yeah, I think there are four, five, six, seven, eight, nine win team this year. <laughs> Be hearing that in August. All right, well, let's talk some Nationals and O's. Nats game yesterday. Fortunately, postponed due to the air quality in D.C., which uh, it, it was a lot worse further east than it was here. It wasn't great here yesterday while we were on the golf course in the morning. Got a little bit better in the afternoon, but it was pretty bad in D.C. Uh, so their game, I believe that'll be made up Thursday, June 22nd at yep. 105 with the Diamondbacks. Tonight they'll begin a three-game Weekend set in Atlanta, 7.20 for tonight, 4.10 for tomorrow, and 1.35 for Sunday. Um, Atlanta, obviously one of the top teams in the NL East as, uh, you know, they're just a team that's going to, you know, likely make the playoff once again. They're the top team right now, but the Nats could, you know, maybe take a game from them and be happy for that. Josiah Gray on the mound tonight, Mackenzie Gore tomorrow, and Trevor Williams Sunday. Probably your best three pitchers to have a chance to win a game. So At least two of the three. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. I mean, the Braves are a good team, so definitely won't be easy for the Nats, but... Anytime you get an opportunity to watch Gray or uh, Gore pitch, you know those are good, young, talented guys that I think are going to be a part of this team's future. So, yeah, it's going to be tough though because it's against Atlanta, and then you got Houston following that. So a tough road stretch for the Nats, who kind of had started to struggle a little bit more as of late, losing the two games that you did get against. Uh, Arizona, and when you go up against Atlanta and Houston, those teams, you'd expect to be a little bit better, but as you said, with the pitching that's coming up, uh, you hope to take maybe two. would be nice to see and maybe go 500 on this road stand to uh, stay a little bit more competitive in this uh, season, but right now it kind of looks like things are starting to slow down a little bit for the Nationals. And yeah. And I think, you know, maybe by the end of the year we see some prospects come up yeah. in September just kind of to show the fans this is what the future is. Because there's some good prospects down in AA and, and AAA right now that are moving their way up. Uh, but, you know, a team this weekend that will be in the D.C. Metro or the D.C. Baltimore area, Baltimore, they're hosting the Royals this weekend. Should be an easy sweep. Uh, okay. The 18-44 and 44 Kansas City Royals coming to take on the 38-24 Uh Orioles, 7.05 tonight, 4.05 tomorrow, one thirty-five on Sunday. What are you guys looking forward to? Nothing's been easy for the Orioles, as a belief. <laughs> yeah, they've been slowing down. I mean, they're still, what, leading in the wild card, if you want to look at that right now, even though it's June. They're still a team that's got a winning uh, I mean, they have like percentage. The and, record in yeah, still, they're so. still fine, but yes, I, I agree. In the past week, week and a half, they've been close to... 500, but now they get to play Kansas City at home, so it'd be awesome to see a streak, get a little bit of a hot streak going here, uh, getting into summer. So, well, it might help that the Yankees are going to be without Aaron Judge for a little bit. 
yeah, bleeding down the back of the Yankee. Nose. I still hope he's okay. Yeah. I mean, that was a crazy situation for him going through the uh, bullpen door, so hopefully nothing too serious. Yeah, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be back Monday, but tomorrow, Colin, what's going on tomorrow morning? You can watch on TV 10 and on YouTube. Tomorrow morning, wake up early with us as we will have the Norwalk Soapbox Derby in downtown Martinsburg. I believe it will be starting around 7, 7.15, give or take. Uh, it should be a lot of fun to get to see the kids go out there and compete in the throw of the hill, right, Nick? Yep, the throw of the hill doesn't get much better than that, Colin. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Nats baseball on the radio all weekend, 7.20 tonight, 4.10 tomorrow, 1.35 on Sunday, 30 minutes prior to first pitch for Dylan, excuse me, for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you on Monday.